Hello again, friends. It's Mark Stenson here, and you've tuned into the podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And you know, we promise to take you around the world to places like Milan and Oslo and Paris, India, all over the US, looking for experts that can give us creative inspiration and guidance on getting our work out into the world. And it occurred to me the other day, we have gone looking outside of ourselves for creative inspiration. And today, we're going to look inside ourselves. And my guess is Jess Maitre. Jess, it's so great to have you on the program. Thank you. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. My guest, Jess Maitre, is a licensed uh, clinical social worker, and she combines that with a certification in Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy and Breathwork and Reiki. You know, it's just a great Venn diagram of this body, mind, and spirit that we're talking about. Jess, we have gone literally around the world looking outside of ourselves for creative inspiration. Jess, you know, why do we always seek external inspiration, validation, <laughs> you know, are we good enough? We have to have other people tell us we are. Uh, Jess, as we think about the creative psyche, I guess, you know, the mindset of the creative individual, why is it that we look outside ourselves when there's so much power inside? What I tend to think of the, the mind is composed of the conscious mind and the unconscious, right? So the conscious is that 10% that we're all like, oh, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. This, these are my roles. And I think that pulls us outside of ourselves often, and we're looking for that validation. But what I think most people aren't able to access the 90% of the unconscious mind, which in my opinion, holds all of the creativity, holds all of the inspiration, all of the imagination, all of the, it's kind of, I say that's like your superpower, really. So that's why I think we, we go outside of ourselves so often is just because we don't know how to go inside. I would imagine more people would would go inside, but they're just, they don't know how to do that. So interesting. Like we do know how to open a book or we do know how to go to a museum or look at some writing or something that would inspire us. But what tools do we need maybe to add to that, to go inside? So the work that I do with the Othera method is all about tapping into the unconscious through sensation, through the body, how the unconscious speaks we have to learn how to speak its language. So that's going to look a lot different than our conscious mind's language of, uh, you know, like you and I are doing that. We're doing conscious talk right now. But the unconscious mind speaks through sensations in the body. It speaks through elevated emotions of the heart. And by that, I mean, we're, we're really getting into like our frequency. How, how do we expand our electromagnetic frequency from the heart based on our, our emotions that we can conjure up. It's also, you know, sounds, what we listen to that can create those elevated emotions. Um, so if you really go through the senses, that's how the unconscious speaks is through the senses. And it's also uh, imagination. Hmm. And, and I guess one has to really quiet themselves to listen to all of those five senses, huh? Yeah, it has to be uh, conscious because it, these are the things that just go on Auto, auto, right? These are the things that go automatically. We're like, hear this thing, we see this thing, but we're not actually stopping to observe what it is that we're taking in. And so, it does, you know, meditation is always a go-to of daily practice of calming that conscious mind, coming into the sensations of the body. It doesn't have to, if you don't have time for that, I always tell people set a little alarm or something on your phone once an hour when it goes off, just take 
like one minute to take a breath, close your eyes and just scan your body. What sensations do I feel in my body? It'd be that simple. So many artists though have said this power of observation. And you know, you talk about tuning into these senses, you know, from Leonardo da Vinci to the poet David White, you know, and so many others say, look, I, I look out in the world and that's where I get my creative inspiration. But you're also saying if you don't really stop and truly observe, you know, right into the heart, it's just so interesting. Yeah, every I, I like to always remind myself everything's a reflection. So it's like, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, if you will. You know, what I see as beautiful is, is beautiful because it's reflecting something with, from me and that you may not see the same way. And so inspiration can come from out externally, but if we forget that it started with, within us, then we're giving our power away, if you will. Like we're kind of giving it away. And then when we think about obstacles, it's on the one hand, getting inspiration, it's on the other, overcoming some obstacles. And again, I think uh, many people look at external obstacles like, well, they didn't call me back, or I don't have a publisher, or, you know, I can't get enough gigs. But you've also addressed some internal obstacles. What are some of those? Again, with the Yothera method, we work specifically with breaking down the old mental constructs. So Yothera method is kind of like this inner alchemical journey, I like to call it. And we start with breaking down the structures of the mind. That's kind of like that lead that's heavy, that, that density that we have to break down like defense mechanisms. We've got to look at our blind spots. We have to look at cognitive dissonance, all of the things that we like shadow work. We do a lot of shadow work. and what that means is if we don't give conscious attention and time to getting to know what our barriers are, then we're just on autopilot thinking that everything's fine. We're not realizing that we're unconsciously creating our reality. So we have to work with breaking down those, the mental blocks in order to move into um, the, the body, to really get into the body and create from a more conscious space. Well, I'd love to drill down on one of those defense mechanisms. What sort of things do people create within themselves by acting or thinking about those defenses? You know, one example could be projection. So that's one of the defense mechanisms that we work with. If you're not aware that projection is a defense mechanism, defense mechanism just means it's your mind's way of trying to keep you safe. It's just simply trying to keep your ego intact so that it doesn't fall apart. And it's really, it's got your best interests at heart. So these defense mechanisms are here to actually help you, but they haven't got the message yet that they can, they can relinquish their duties. You know, you don't need them anymore. They haven't got the message. So they're still like, so for example, uh, if I'm, uh, let's say I'm feeling insecure about, uh, I don't know what, and this is, this is just an example, but let's say I was with somebody that I thought was, you know, cheating or something, or if I was cheating on somebody, then I would project that this person's cheating on me. So it's kind of like, we don't realize how often we're projecting our inner insecurities and things like that onto our external world. And so it's kind of like getting it aware of what we're doing on this fundamental level that we're not even aware of. So interesting. I always think, you know, creative people have healthy egos, that's for sure, because we think we're creating the next great American painting or novel or what have you. So of course, everybody must be lining up to get it. But this idea of projection, though, or any defense mechanism. Take, for example, procrastination. 
can, can that really be, well, I'm so busy or I've got a full calendar. Like you let a full calendar stop you from progressing with your creative initiatives, right? Yeah. And that actually, that's perfect. Here's a great example. Since this is kind of geared towards creatives, it's like we can get so creative that we get scattered and we have a million projects going and there's always something better we want to work on. But before you know it, that's kind of sabotaging us. If we're not, if we don't, you know, really get clear and put boundaries with our creativity, then we're not actually maybe, for example, maybe we're not really being of service in the world because we're not getting those boundaries in place that we need to. So it can be like this way we trick ourselves into thinking that we're doing something when really we're sabotaging it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then again, then we probably turn around and blame or make excuses or all the things that we do, right? When we're yeah, even right. self-sabotaging. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. To find some sort of answer to that. And I know I don't want to oversimplify it, but I mean, if you say, look, what you really need to do is clear your calendar. What you really need to do is decide what your priorities are. And, uh, you know, here we're coming into a new year. So maybe setting priorities and intentions for the year is one way to do that. what What else should we be thinking about? Yeah, I always say, you know, what we're avoiding is the direct, it's almost like what we avoid is our, is our ticket to freedom a lot of times. And again, that's because of the defense mechanisms that are at play is the unconscious mind reads what we avoid as dangerous and what we put our time into or what we go after as safe. And that can work for our benefit or our demise. <laughs> wow. So, so if we know this, then it's like, if, if you're, if you're a creative and you're avoiding getting your finances together or you're avoiding getting a structure for yourself and because you've labeled yourself as too creative for that, then your, your mind, your subconscious is reading that structure and financial stability and all of that is, is dangerous, which I know that doesn't logically make sense, but that's the message we're sending. So I say, go to what you're avoiding and really master that. And then you can kind of be of more yeah. service. That's really good because what you said about, uh, well, I'm not good at finances. I mean, we make these excuses because we've labeled ourselves a creative individual. Yeah. You know, and I'm such a totally. free spirit. I don't have time to clean my desk and uh, yeah. you know, to balance my checkbook. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the patriarchy, right? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody else should do that for me. But you know, I listened to another uh, podcast, or maybe it was in a blog that I read of yours, you know, that from the clinical social work side of your training and your certifications, but you know, you could also say one of these shadows is, well, my mom always told me I wasn't good enough, or my dad always says I'd never amount to anything. Is that the kind of shadow too, that we need to overcome? Yeah, again, just going back to the method that I use is uh, we, we do spend time getting really clear about the old story. I call it the old story. So like, let's just use, I'll use my example. Uh, my old story is I was born under this religious, you know, dogmatic religion, and therefore this is why I am the way that I am. But if I continue to let that be the story that I show up as in my life, then I'm actually just strengthening all of those defenses that keep that strong and and all of the excuses that come with it. And so we do have to spend time breaking it down. But I think one thing that psychotherapy does a little too much of is stays in the past too long. So that's what makes 
Yothera method different is we're more about the new story. We're more about moving forward into something completely new and, and actually being the conscious creators of what we want. I hope that answered your question. Well, it did. And it's interesting what you're talking about. It, we have to understand and address the past, but let's don't dwell on it or let's yeah. don't wallow in it. Yeah. You're saying let's focus on creating new stories and some new pathways. Which is honestly, that's the strength of creative people is you're, we're always thinking about the new thing, right? We're always future focused, but there is maybe a little bit of lacking of like, okay, let's get real about what's holding me back. What are my defenses? What are my blind spots? But then once you get that clear, then, then you're really going to have freed up energy to go forward with your project. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a little bit about the mind part. Let's talk about the body. Uh, and that is... You know, what is it about the physiology that stimulates creativity, whether it's breath or movement or what have you? What is actually happening in the body that could stimulate more creative thinking using these, some of these tools? The mind and body connection always have, I think that's, it's easier to access that when we're, when we're moving, when our body is actually moving, our heart's pumping, you know, you're, you're getting that flow of energy, right? You're flowing all of that energy, it's a lot harder to do when you're just sitting like we are right now. So that's why I encourage movement as part of the create, creative process. So part of what we do when we're creating our new story is I'll have people do um, different kinds of movement to actually express their new story beyond language. So that's part of it is getting the body online. So for example, if someone's new story is, um, I am, Oh, what, what's a new story? Like I am financially abundant or, or money flows to me with, without any reason at all. Let's say that's part of their new story. Then I would actually have them put themselves in some kind of a position or a gesture in the body that could actually represent that new story. So it kind of, it sounds kind of funny to the cognitive mind, but that's how we get the two to connect. And it sounds like uh, what you were talking about this position you know, we even talk about the creative muse, but that we have to be open, literally. Maybe that is a physical yeah. openness yep. too, right? Yep. Yeah, a lot of people, that's the position of some kind of a heart-opened, you know, position, standing or lying down. or. Mm -hmm. So good. Now let's talk about the spirit part and whether that's from the heart or the soul or, again, however someone wants to label it. Because all of us seem to be purpose-driven once we've aligned what our purpose really is and defined that intent. But where do we have to be prepared to accept that soul's journey? Yeah, oh, I love that. This is where, so this Yothera method kind of fits under transpersonal psychology, meaning that, like you were saying, it can be religious, but it doesn't have to be. It's getting the, the person connected with a sense of something bigger than themselves. So usually what I'll do is I'll have them remember a time in nature or remember um, like a peak moment in nature. That's usually one that I use where they just knew beyond their cognitive mind that they were connected to something bigger than themselves. It's kind of like that neutrality. And so it's helping that person create daily practices to come back to that sense of neutrality, oneness, wholeness, whatever we want to call it. it. doesn't even have to be like bliss or amazing joy. It doesn't have to even be that. But if it's neutral, like neutrality of just peace and contentment, that's kind of that space of creativity as well, which it's not polarized. It's not way over here and it's not way over there. Mm -hmm. if that makes, yeah. Oh, it does. 
You know, and I'm glad you used that word connected because oftentimes, you know, again, creative people think about, I need to make connections and it's more about a Rolodex and it's more about my contacts and I need introductions, but you, you're speaking to a different kind of connection that I'd really like to pursue. What, what does that mean that I feel connected to something? I mean, you mentioned nature as an example. What, what's some of the other thoughts behind those connections? I know I use nature. It's more like nature kind of just reminds us. That's just one really easy way. It, it can be a connection to nature, but really, again, nature is just reflecting back to us what we're connecting with inside. So I, I call that, you know, I have different words for it. I'll call it your innocence, your true essence, your, um, your oneness. It's, it's kind of, I also refer to it as like the heart flame that never, can never go out. And that's what ultimately we need to be connecting with, especially as creatives, because from that, that's where we change our frequency is from inside. We change our frequency, which actually is what brings in different opportunities externally, because we're, we're talking about what can be measured from the heart. We're talking about electromagnetics, where what we put out, we actually do draw back to us. Well, Jess, what about your own creative projects? We've been giving other people advice now. <laughs> let's, let's take a look at what you're working on. You know, you've got a lot of creative endeavors going. What, what's on your plate these days? Yeah, I, the biggest one that has really been birthed, because it really did feel like a birthing, was Isiothera Method. The three-phase inner alchemical journey that I also am offering certification for. So in 2021, I'm launching my first cohort of uh, Yothera method practitioners that are going to go through it first, you know, go through the journey themselves, which is 10 weeks. And then the, the rest of the year, which is about nine months, is a facilitator training. And so it's open to um, anyone in the helping and healing professions that wants to add kind of this holistic practice to working with individuals. So I have obviously therapists, but also, you know, health coaches. I have physical therapists, uh, massage therapists, yoga teachers. It's, there's a variety of backgrounds that come to this uh, that also get CEUs. And I, that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted this to kind of be a bridge to the um, integrative medical model where people from all different backgrounds can come together, learn from each other, um, and then have this really beautiful method that they can add to what they're already doing. And there must have been a challenge to go from what I would say is the protocol and practitioner phase to the trainer curriculum phase. How, how was that for you? That was really, that was really, I, I'm still going through it actually of, oh, you know, really owning my um, personal authority, I guess, is the word that comes to mind is owning that, um, that that's part of my new story that I'm stepping into is that I, I am a teacher. I am also a teacher. I am also a, a leader. And so that, that's hard for a lot of uh, creatives to really own that. Mm -hmm. Well, and thinking about that, so many people have told me they feel this imposter syndrome, this Peter principle, like, well, I can, I can only go so high. And then I'm out, so far out of my comfort zone, I can't really uh, feel that personal authority. What are some of the uh, things that you've done to even overcome that? Well, I'm like my own case study. It's so funny. It's like I, I, I've taken myself through the Yothera method to birth it. It's like I've, I've, everything that I hit up against as a defense mechanism or a resistance of any kind, 
was my my personal um, like red flag of oh you just hit up against an old story that's not serving you what do you want it to be and then I would really I would use my own practices to to really like move myself into this new story mm-hmm. and then it just it starts to feel normal after a while I was gonna say I mean does it take some of that openness and I guess I'll call it admission. It's like, hey, I, I feel that way too. You're not alone. I'm that way. Just because you think I'm the teacher, I'm the instructor, I'm the certifier, doesn't mean I have everything figured out. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And I think that's we're moving into that where it's like there's no there's no gurus. There's no we're all teaching each other, really. And so just being open about that is really empowering. Well, that's terrific. Well, tell us how we could connect with this program or this certification and learn more about it. Yeah, go to yothera.com slash certification. And um, that's it. And then anyone can reach out anytime that I'm open to answering any questions personally, if anyone wants to reach out, you can email me at hello at yothera.com. And Jess has a uh, terrific downloadable PDF guide. It's called five skills you need to gain authority over your emotions. And I downloaded this last night before our interview. And boy, what a checklist. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems, oh, five skills. I got this. And then you look at the skills. Okay. We're, this is going to take more than a day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go. I mean, what are, what are people when they come to you? What are their expectations? You know, you say, okay, you get, here's five skills. Get back to me. And they go, okay, I'll see you in two weeks. Clearly, this is not that kind of program any more than you know, an exercise program or a diet program or anything else, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, we're, we're moving out of that idea of I'm going to go to therapy or any modality or any kind of helper and they're going to fix me. We're moving out of that. That's just old story. That's old program. I feel like that's just leaving for a lot of people. So it's when someone comes to me, it's I let them know that my job is to make sure that I hold the best, most solid container that has all of the elements that they need to um, have the, the transformational experience. Beyond that, I, uh, I can't be responsible for what their, their journey is. But it is, you know, so owning what my job is and letting them know that. And then I think, you know, I've a- attracted the right people that want this uh, just through holding that boundary. And I guess it circles back to our very first assumption here. And that is, you're not gonna find it externally. Yeah, inside work. It's an inside story. <laughs> That's right, which ultimately empowers you. So, I really appreciate the uh, conversation we've had, Jess. Always great talking to you about some of these ideas. And listeners, uh, as she said, go to Yothera. That's Y O T H E R A. dot com. Yothera. dot com. And uh, you'll find all sorts of uh, good ideas, resources. The blog is just terrific and covers a lot of different subjects. It's great getting to know you, Jess, better here and uh, all about your programs. Thank you. It's an honor. Our guest has been Jess Maitri. She is a uh, clinical social worker and a certified yoga therapist and a practitioner of breath work and Reiki. And she's got this new certification for, as she said, healing and helping professionals. So if you've looked outside of yourself for lots of creative inspiration, uh, Jess has really encouraged us now. Let's take a look inside and find out what the mind and the body and spirit has to offer. Thanks a lot, Jess. Thank you. Unlocking your world of creativity.
विद मार्क्सटिनसन कॉपीराइट दो हजार We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of five ninety eight, and the Kindle version is only ninety nine cents. Go to my website, mark hyphen stinson dot com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark hyphen stinson dot com, and enjoy the book. And listeners, next time we'll talk uh, to another expert, and we'll get more ideas on how to tap into our most original thinking. We'll get their inspiration from experience, and gain some specific tools and exercises and formulas to organize ideas. And most of all, how to make these connections. And as we've learned today, not just uh, personal connections, but also internal connections, to help us gain the confidence we need to publish our work. Promote it and get it out into the world. So thanks for listening.、We'll、come back next time for more ideas on unlocking your world of creativity. I'm Mark Stenson. We'll see you next time.